Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of A Case for the FBI, Cross-Examining Reality. I'm Cassie. And I'm Kristen. And today we are going to start off with a little bit of spice. We're going to talk about... Hot, office. get it, spice. Because we're going to talk about spice girls later. Yes, <laughs> foreshadowing, if you will. <laughs> Sorry, I had to. Go ahead. <laughs> we're going to talk about some office romances that have been encountered in the reality slash podcasting world as of late yeah and just I guess maybe like workplace romance as a whole yeah you know like how do you view it kind of thing um so what 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 are your thoughts on it okay I think it's always a bad idea like and I I honestly think that probably the examples we will share today the stories that we'll share today are pretty good examples of why you should not date a coworker. like I just don't understand how you can like romantically date someone and then just like be cordial and friendly to them when you have to see them and work with them like every day Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and especially too like I feel like when people start dating at work it becomes like lore almost you know like I literally know about these two people who I work with who dated even before I started working there they'll be like oh my gosh do you remember when these are made up names Jessica and and Matt used to did you know they dated I'm like no what and now they are respectively like both married and like five years removed from the situation but then now whenever I see them I'm like oh like I know that you used to date Matt or like, you know, it just becomes like such a big deal in the workplace. I mean, that's just one part of like what's wrong with it. But yeah. and I, I mean, agree. Do you seven. imagine like getting in a fight or something and it's like you can't even get away from them because you have to go to work and yeah. be with them. Yeah. And try not to ruin everybody's life and mood that day when sometimes it's already hard when you have to go to work after a fight or an argument or you're mad at someone and they don't work with you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and I think too, um, I, I, it was in my, it was in the geology department. And I think you said in communications too, where there would be, um, husband and wife, wife professors who'd work mm-hmm. in the same de- department I'm like what the hell like you like where is the autonomy here like you both are professors you work in the same exact field you work in the same exact department what like what do y'all even talk about anymore I, I know I feel like that's just like too much in common I'm sorry yeah. I can't too intertwined yes so you had some selling sunset tea what is going on with selling sunset Yes, yeah, so Selling Sunset surprised us and blessed us with a new season that, I mean, at least I didn't know was coming. I was, I mean, the last season before this came out not that long ago, so I felt extremely blessed. Um, so thank you, Netflix, for doing that for me. Um, I will say overall, in my opinion, that this season was kind of like, I feel like it's losing a little bit of its appeal to me. Mm -hmm. Um, It's starting to feel very like forced, faked, a little bit too much acting, a little bit too much about like this, I don't know, just like trying to become more famous almost. Um, Yeah, I was going to ask, like, is all of the fame like getting to their heads at this point? 
I, I definitely feel like it is. First, there's like a very, like one, maybe two people that it doesn't feel that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like it, you know, if anyone listened to our Selling Tampa episode, the biggest complaint that I had was there wasn't a lot about the real estate. And I feel like they're just pulling more and more away from the real estate and more like on these girls' lives and things like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like that, but that's like, it. like I watched The Real Housewives. Like I don't need more like wealthy women talking about their wealthy yes. women problems. Like, right. And it's much more interesting because you guys are like, like at least on The Real Housewives, they're being real. They're being authentic. They're being their genuine selves and showing their authentic, genuine life. Not that these people aren't sharing hard stuff, but it just feels so forced. And like the way you see them all the time, like something just feels like, like I can tell you got up today and we're like, get the glam squad. I'm going to be on TV today. Like, I don't know. Yeah. It's just a little, like they're they're just, they're trying to be dramatic kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. And like the clothes that they're wearing is just like, so like over the top, like, I mean, just like completely unnecessary. Like when you watch the, the real housewives, like occasionally, yes, they do put on some extreme kind of outfits but most of the time you see them in like a shirt and some jeans like these girls are wearing like fur head to toe that's like pink and green with like Fendi logos all over it you know what I mean like it's just too much it's too much like you are realtors yeah realtors you like you don't want to like stick out a whole lot like that this is not fashion week right it's just like a little bit too much, but so the biggest, I would say, other than Christine and her normal villain drama or whatever, I would say a big point of this year was that Chriselle, one of the realtors, um, who went through a very public divorce with, um, the guy from This Is Us, the one that was a twin. Oh, I don't know. Oh, okay. I didn't know if you watched it. Anyway, no, I don't. <laughs> she went through a very public divorce with him. She was dating Jason, who is one of the owners slash brokers of the firm. And so that was like a big to do because it's like mm-hmm. a realtor dating one of the owners of the firm. Like, that's pretty dicey. Yes. Yeah, especially when it's like a supervisor and subordinate situation. And it's that's also weird. like the twins, the brokers of, um the Oppenheim group they're like five four on a good day excuse me like there were points where like Herschel would walk in and like give him a kiss and she was like towering over him and it was just like (sighs) I'm uncomfortable watching this happen um but they did seem like they both genuinely had a lot of love for each other and it seemed like a real relationship and all that mm-hmm. good stuff. Um, so it came down to Chriselle. She's 40, I think. And she was basically like, I want to have kids. And like, if I'm going to do this, like, I need to do it now. Like, I need you to decide, like, are you in or are you out? Um, he said that he did not want to have children. So they broke up. Um, and then we come to the reunion and um Jason you know he was you know trying not to cry and he was very emotional about it and saying how he was still in love with her yada 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 um and Chriselle breaks the news to all of us oh lord um that she is now dating a lady love that for her named G Flip excuse me apparently G Flip is a 
and I know y'all at home listening to this can't see the air quotes, so I'll say I'm doing air quotes, up and coming artist. And they met wow. because she asked Chriselle to be in her video. And essentially they were like making out with each other half naked in like a gas station or something along those lines. Artistic, okay. Yeah. And you know, the only reason that it's like really kind of shocking is just because like if you knew Chriselle, like she's very like prim and proper and just like very kind of like has like an air about her. Like I don't mm-hmm. know. Like she's always really good at like playing the victim a little bit too. And like she just like, oh God, if I have to see that shit cry one more time on the phone, I lose my fucking mind. Or talk about her tough childhood. She did have a tough childhood. I'm sorry about it, Chriselle. I hate that she had to go through it, but we fucking got it. We got it. It's ingrained in my brain forever. I will never forget your childhood. Um and so it's just like one of those things where it's like where did this come from? Mm-hmm. Like you were literally just dating your boss um, and you told him that you wanted to have your own biological child and that was a deal breaker for you. Mm-hmm. And so now you're coming on the show just being like, well, now I realize that I can create a family however I want. And it's like, well, why couldn't you keep that same energy with him? Right, right. Where was that before? Exactly. Now that you're, you know, really like painting this picture here, tell me if you agree with this but she kind of reminds me of Kim Zolciak yes a in terms of like that toned, like yes yes a like, little more like toned down in that she would never say some of the aggressive comments <laughs> um that Kim Zolciak would but just like her life and like how it all just like kind of falls together and just doesn't make sense a hundred percent Okay, interesting. I mean, that what really like flagged that in my head was talking about going from a man to a woman because yeah. I know that Kim for a while dated a woman. Crazy. Um, it was just kind of like not weird about it, but it there was just sort of like a mystique around it. Yeah, it just like um, didn't make sense. Like it almost seemed like it didn't make sense to her either. Yeah, yeah. Like she was trying it, but didn't it didn't necessarily like feel like the right thing for her. But then yeah. now she's married to a man and has like four kids, right? In addition to her her pre, like her, the yeah. two kids that she already had. Yeah, like a minimum of four with him. Golly, they had so many freaking kids. <laughs> is she like super religious now or anything like that, or is she just in love? Honestly, I have no idea. I have not checked in on Kim Zolciak in a hot minute interesting i wonder if she still chain smokes cigarettes oh i'm sure she does <laughs> and drinks wine out of a solo cup oh my gosh well i mean i'm not above that so i'm not gonna knock her for that one but i mean <laughs> if you're on the real housewives and you're doing that then yeah you might need to reassess yeah might upgrade that you're but yes i think that that's a perfect example of why you should not have an office romance um she even said at the end of the season she was like i don't know if we can work together anymore i don't know you know where they've landed on that obviously since they didn't discuss that really at the reunion mm-hmm. um but i yeah i think that's a perfect example of why you should just not do it yes exactly (laughs) um and so I have another example of uh, this all came from Twitter beef um so you know it's not anything fun like selling sunset or anything but who doesn't love a good old-fashioned Twitter beef exactly take me back to 2012 Kristen oh my gosh when just like 
it was just Twitter was a literal actual dumpster fire and you had Drake literally subtweeting people and then mentioning them and just talking all kinds of shit. It was a time to be alive for sure. Yep. Um, so this involves the Barstool crew of Barstool Sports. You can make fun of me all you want. I do not listen to any of their podcasts. Once upon a time I did. I listened to a few of them. Um, but they're 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 gross, they're misogynist, yeah. they're sexist. Yeah. I'm I don't like I just I don't I don't like their style. The content that they put out. Yeah. Yes, thank you. So I I personally don't listen to them anymore and haven't for a while, but I still follow a few of the podcasters on Twitter. Well, this was a beef between a woman podcaster um, who dated. So there was, I'll, I'll give names. I'll, yeah, might know. as well. They're, they're public figures. Yeah. And they're going to listen to this later. Yeah. Um, and they're going to say, oh, well, you, you guys can't go to Barstool. And I'll say, oh, actually, no, I take my words back. If we get a big fat contract from Barstool Sports. <laughs> actually, maybe they'll be like, this is great coverage. I love that you really <laughs> just went for it. Welcome to the team. We can be the new Alex and Sophia. Oh God. I hope we end up better <laughs> on better terms than those two. Yeah. <laughs> um okay so this is about Rhea who's in chicks in the office which okay she mm-hmm. just does like a it's like a pop culture podcast a- anyways and she dated this guy Hank who was a podcast producer on okay. my take and they dated for like four years and lived together and it was like a very public thing that like they were dating and they started dating when they both worked there um so anyways they broke up like a year ago maybe maybe mm-hmm. a little bit less um and it kind of was like a whole big deal just because they've been dating for so long everyone like they, they were so public everyone knew so it was a big deal mm-hmm. when they both had to go onto their respective podcasts and be like well just wanted to say that hank and i broke up but we're still friends you know do that whole mm-hmm. thing. thing well turns out i guess Rhea has started dating another guy in the podcast in the Barstool family. Feels incestuous. Yes, who apparently sat right next to Hank and they would like be on podcasts together and be on shows together. They've secretly been seeing each other for like six months. Mm. And Hank, the ex-boyfriend, didn't find out about it until like yesterday. Oh, because they like didn't feel the need to say anything which I mean I like you would think that after the first office romance experience that like that would leave a bad taste in your mouth never again because now I have to see my ex of four years every day and it's weird let me do it all over again yeah and let me do like do it in this way where it's like like they were hiding it but it was bound to come out at some point but also like the shitty thing is too so Rhea and Hank um when when they broke up it definitely sounded like Rhea was the one who wanted to break up and her reasoning was like she was like three or four years younger than him so she's like 22 23 oh okay her reasoning was basically that she just wanted to go off and do city girl shit right she just wanted to be single she just wanted to be single and she wanted to live her life and you know which is like I don't know how I feel about that 
I mean, okay, like if that was actually, I, I think if that was actually it, that is fine. Just because like, if they had been together for four years and she's only 22, 23, like that's really young. Like so I, I, she, I like, get that, but out. obviously that's not the case. Yeah. And I don't know. She, she either dropped out of college or just didn't go to college. So that was part of it was like, she was like, I didn't get that experience right. of just mm-hmm. like being wild girl in college. So right. she, she feels like she wants that now, which that says in my mind, if you, if you're like dating this guy for four years and you have those thoughts in your mind, then like, it's just not meant to yeah. be like, yeah. if, if you, you know, want to leave your man to go run the streets (laughs) but then now it's like okay six months later and you are dating a guy who works at Barcelona exactly yeah she (laughs) she just wasn't feeling it and she was too scared to say she just wasn't feeling it yeah or just maybe she was throwing out lines and no one was biting I don't know um but anyways that's the that's the barstool drama that's going down and of course they all have like huge followings on twitter so it's just seeing all of the memes and the other sort of like sidebars and commentary is very interesting and apparently too the the new guy he's like lower down in barstool Mm. like he's pretty low Mm -hmm. so there there's the question of like can he get fired and all this stuff but did they Anyways. say anything about like how the ex-boyfriend found out they were dating? Like, did they tell him or? Yeah, I guess they like, they called him and told him about it. And he was just like, obviously he was pissed that like nothing was said earlier than this. Could you than, than now. to make that call? I know. How awkward. <laughs> or do you send like a company email to him? <laughs> Yeah, like to whom it may concern yeah but you know that also begs the question like if obviously in this situation yes you had to tell the ex-boyfriend but what like what about if you were dating someone for four years and maybe you're like still on not you know good terms but like you know cordial with that person and you start dating someone like real quick would you ever feel like a responsibility to tell your ex? No. I don't think so either, but it's also like, you know, you've I feel like everyone has kind of had a situation too where like they've talked to someone and it doesn't work out and then they see that person posting with a new romantic partner and it's like, mm-hmm. damn. So I wonder too, like if it would be more beneficial to like hear it straight from the ex rather than just like one day be on Instagram and be like, damn. I feel like the only instance that I can really think of where like it might be necessary is like if you guys still have like a lot of the same friends or something like y'all run in the same friends groups and like it's very like it's very likely going to happen that like you and your new mans are going to be like at an event or dinner or a party or whatever the fuck people do and like (laughs) actually run into each other like I think that's probably the only time I can think of that like you actually like should maybe give them the courtesy of being like hey just so you know like I will be at Bobby's party and I will be bringing my new boyfriend yeah so you feel like if you live in a completely different state like we'll never see that person again you don't have an obligation to tell him no I don't think so yeah I guess for me it would depend on the the situation of it you know like what kind of terms you're on but 
I mean, you don't, you don't owe anybody anything at the end of the day. So yeah, if you're not together, you're not together. Yeah. I said, the moral of the story is don't date your coworkers. Don't even hook up with your coworkers. That might be worse. No, no, no. If y'all take anything away from this podcast ever, that that is our advice. Don't date them. Don't fuck them. Don't suck their peepees. Don't don't look at their hoo-haws. Don't suck their toes. Don't lick their ears. Leave it alone. Yeah. We're just looking out for your best interest. A hundred percent. All right, y'all. So for this week, we watched a very fun show. Well, I guess started a new season of a very fun show. And I'm so excited to talk about it because I honestly think I started watching it the first season because of Cassie. She told me about it, told me to watch it, and I got into it. And that is The Circle on Netflix. Um, so now we are on season four of it. There's all, obviously a whole new cast of characters. Um, so in today's episode, we're going to be covering the first four episodes of season four. Um, so I guess, Cassie, if you, uh, first of all, if you haven't watched The Circle yet, I would highly recommend it just because it is so weird and different. Mm-hmm. Um, how would you like describe the premise to someone who hasn't seen it? I feel like it's so hard because I think, and I think we mentioned this before too, like when you describe it to someone, like it really sounds like not that interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, But essentially these people are creating like a, almost like social media profile. Some of them are coming in as authentically themselves. And then some of them are catfishing and trying to pretend that they're someone else. Mm -hmm. Um, So for instance, on this season, we have two people who are trying to pretend to be their parents, which I don't think anyone has done that before. So I think that's kind of fun and creative on their end. Yeah. Um, And essentially you're trying to build and create relationships while still being strategic in order to be, you know, highly ranked amongst other players to become an influencer in order to eliminate other people so that you come out at the top at the end and win a hundred thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. Very good. That was nice. Exactly right. I loved it. Um, which at, at some point when I was watching this, I'm going to be honest, it can get kind of boring sometimes. And what I mean by that is like the show is literally just people talking to a screen. Yeah. So like it's just easy for me to just like just sort of my mind wanders to something else and I'm like oh yeah like I need to be reading these messages that they're sending to each other because they're like forming alliances and whatnot um okay so the very first group of people that come in are Frank, Yuling, John you mentioned is playing his mother Carol, mm-hmm. Alyssa, Krissa, Josh slash Brew I guess Brew is like his nickname yeah and then Parker who is playing her dad Paul out of this first cast of people who who came in which ones are your favorite I love Frank yes I love him obsessed with him I think he's amazing um and then you know I kind of feel like I like Alyssa I kind of like her vibe she seems pretty cool and genuine and then I like Yuling a lot too me too yeah 
And so Frank was the very first one that they introduced. And I knew as soon as they showed him, I was like, he's going to be really popular. Yeah. He's going to, and there was another character like that last season where I was just like, oh gosh, like it, like they're going to be able to do whatever. Yeah. Like Frank is going to be so popular. It's mm-hmm. going to be a problem for everybody else. <laughs> um, and I really like you, Ling Chu. At first I was like, what is going on? But yeah, I, I do think it, it's, it's, but she's very like, eccentric and very fun and cool and I do enjoy her well what Um, I think is interesting about you Ling though is like I do like her and I think she's like fun and cute but I almost feel like her look is more eccentric than her personality is yeah that's fair yeah I mean her clothes are just like yeah find these things wild like her hair is orange like you just expect her to be like a firecracker that's just like firing on all cylinders at all times and she's really not yeah she's she's funny yeah but yeah yeah she's not like off the wall I would say um and the reason why I asked about like this first group of people who come in is that I find that throughout the course of the season even though there there will be new people added every single episode up until like the last few episodes I always just because they're the they're like the OGs I always root for them I just, I'm not anything like consciously, but I don't know. I find them more endearing. Yeah. You know, the one that comes in, the ones that come in later, I'm like, Nathan, I don't really care about you. Yeah, right. Like, I don't really have anything. To I say actually about don't. You. I actually don't care about Nathan at all. Except for one thing I will say is that our girl, Krissa, to uh-huh. me, she is just completely flying under the radar. I think she needs to do something to like stand out and grab my attention because as of right now, like she just is kind of there to me. Yeah. Unless that's kind of like part of her strategy is like, until I need to, like, let me just like kind of hang out in the middle a little bit. Like, yeah, just like be agreeable. Yeah. Like don't piss anybody off. So I'm not getting like ranked at the bottom, but like Mm -hmm. not, you know, putting a target on my back because you know I, I think this is something that we've seen since we've watched all the episodes before the people who get voted influencers first very often get targeted almost immediately yes which makes a lot of sense because it's like damn we've only been here for like two days and these are already like they're already getting voted number one like it does put a huge target on your back when you get voted an influencer early on yeah target on your back as well as like people trying to be friends with you because Mm -hmm. they know that like you're powerful but then also like you said they're like trying to take you down Mm -hmm. um so the first blocking that we have (laughs) I called it as soon as I saw this chick. Oh, my God. I can't stand her. Oh, Oh my God. Who was playing her dad, Paul. I don't know why she thought she was capable of doing that. I don't know. As soon as she said she didn't know what a memoir was, I was like, it's over for you, honey. Uh, And then when she said she didn't know who Carrie Underwood was. Oh, I missed that part. Oh my gosh. She, I can't, I think it was her. She started a group chat with the boys, Frank and Brew. And he had, she slash he had asked like, what was the biggest interview you'd done? And he said, probably Carrie Underwood. And she was like, um, I don't know who that is, but I think she might be like a country singer. Like, do you do you ever go on the internet? 
dude i can't stand her i was so glad that she was voted off i couldn't stand her i know i was very and i just knew it too i was like no it, obviously if i'm calling bullshit everybody else is calling bullshit yeah um and also like people like that who just don't know who carrie underwood is for example i'm like what it what is in your brain then like what is stored in there yeah because for her like I know it's it's not quantum physics I know it's not yeah her intro I like you said I knew from the moment she started talking that I wasn't gonna like her she's like I have two things about my personality um I'm in a sorority and I'm a boss ass bitch and I was like (laughs) oh my god girl the way that she was just degrading herself I was like yeah and always has her titties out and just like always like these over-the-top outfits and her makeup looking like I don't know what (laughs) I when I saw her I was like this chick is from the Jersey Shore but then she says she's from like Miami or something I'm like okay that also yeah like not that different yeah no Um, but I agree I knew she was gonna be gone first she could not even somewhat kind of sort of keep up the facade of being a 56 year old man um oh my god she was so annoying I could oh I know. And when when she got voted off, I guess they were talking about it. And Brew called her a dime. And I was like, is she a dime or you just liked her boobs out like that? Yeah, exactly. Right. Like, let's analyze that for a minute. Yeah, let's like actually sit here and think for a sec. Cause... So, goodbye, Paul slash Parker. Yeah, I was not sad to see her go, but then also I got nervous because in previous seasons we've had, I think it was last season when someone was voted off, but then they had a chance to redeem themselves and the circle let them come back in as another Mm -hmm. character. And I was like, please, God, don't let this girl back, come back in. I was thinking the same thing. She's going to botch it again. Yes. Oh my God. I was like, that would be a waste of y'all's time. I swear. Yeah. So thankfully we didn't get that. Um, However, I am. So the very first season, the circle, it was just like, you know pretty straightforward they kind of just did the same thing every week and it was still cool but since then every season it's been twist after twist after twist Mm -hmm. and when you think you know what's gonna happen you don't like they do very crazy things so the first twist (laughs) that we had what was that the spice girls came in two spice girls mel b and baby spice aka emma came in to the circle as jared which Jared, if I were actually in the circle, he would go under the same category as Nathan for me because I'd be like, who? Yeah, who like cares? what? What? Yeah. So I feel like, you know, that, which also it's no coincidence then that Jared and Nathan are both catfish. Mm-hmm. So it's like, maybe I'm a catfish hunter. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so we have the Spice Girls twist which is very interesting what did you think of the Spice Girls being introduced to the circle um I I thought it was really creative especially because they like they had like they very much kind of have had a 90s theme a little bit with Mm -hmm. this season even with the people that they picked like you know a lot of them like would know who they are and like it was like very relevant and things like that and honestly I have to say I have thoroughly enjoyed watching them they have been a true delight Mm -hmm. they crack me up 
Yes. Everything that they just say, the things that just come out of their mouths, like, and then they just like, they'll catch themselves like saying we or our and like, just like br- saying like weird British phrases. And they're like, yeah. oh, they don't say that in the States. And it's like, I love it. I love them. I love that. Like, if they don't get caught, like they give like more money gets put towards like whoever does win. Yeah. Um, I think it's genius. I think it's fun. I think those two girls are the best addition to the show. Yeah. I'm also kind of shook that they got them. I I thought it was just going to be like a short thing because if you remember, it was either last season or season two when we had another 90s icon, Lance Bass, in the circle. Yes. But this Lance Bass was like a reverse Spice Girl where the profile was Lance Bass but it was played by his assistant. I yes. Think. Oh my gosh. I forgot about her. And then she was catfishing combined, for him. And then she got voted off and someone else got voted off and they combined them together to play another catfish. That's right. That yes. was the best watching those two because y'all Lance Bass's assistant was literally like this short, like <laughs> middle-aged, like woman. Like she was just like, you know, as basic, I don't want to call her a K she physically was a Karen but her personality yeah. was not a Karen and then this like really tall lanky dude who probably graduated from college like two years ago and like just watching the dynamics between the two of them like trying to type these messages up together yes. like that that was excellent excellent television that is one thing I will say I don't think like the way that Melby and Emma are like talking back and forth trying to figure out what to write in the message I don't think I could ever be with another person in the circle because I would just like disagree with them all the time about what to say well sometimes I also think it's like a hindrance to them because they almost take too long to respond where it starts to become like suspicious yeah yeah and I feel like they said that sometimes too like come on Jared come on yeah Jared what are you gonna say mm-hmm. and it's like you guys realize like they're sitting here like they literally ask you a direct question like maybe you shouldn't take so long to respond about like hey Jared what's your favorite color they're like okay um should should Jared like pink no that that would be a little bit too obvious like it's just yeah like, come on yeah it's especially hard like I like the catfishing that's fun and whatever but it's also just like there's so much thought that goes into it I think I think it's dumb though when there's like a Nathan situation where it's I don't even know the guys for oh Alex that's yeah that's his real name like you're not even catfishing as someone like cool cool or like different or interesting like yeah. like at least with the parents like what is the is it J, Jason that plays his mom Carol John John I knew it was yeah. like a J but like at least like he, I felt I oh, wait felt like his, yeah John I feel like his thought process behind being his mom made a lot of sense like he was like I'm from a big Italian family and who does everybody love they love my mom like right like and even his mom just from her picture like if I saw that lady's picture I would be like, I immediately want to be friends with her. Mm-hmm. Like, she just looks like the sweetest, most caring. She looks like the type of mom that would send you home with a gallon of her homemade spaghetti. Like, she looks like a true delight. So, like, yes. I saw where he was going with that catfish. But, like, like you said, like, Alex's catfish, like, he's being this, like, 14-year-old looking frat bro. Like, it's it's not adding up to me. Yeah. 
Yeah. And the thing too about Carol is that everyone just immediately, I mean, also this was like probably smart on John too, yeah. but just everyone immediately just went like Mama Bear Carol. Mama yeah, Bear Carol. Like Mama Carol. Yeah. So like no one's going to throw Carol under the bus. Like people no. have, are, like they find her very endearing, like you mm-hmm. said. And so I, I really feel like he's going to be successful here um, unless he drops the ball at some point and like really lets the fact that he's not a 56 year old woman show. Yeah. Um, you know. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, going back to the whole Spice Girl thing, I, re- I really thought it was fun. I thought it was going to be short lived. Um, but I mean, they are into it. They are invested. They really are making it a good time mm-hmm. um so where we left off at episode four is where everyone is guessing who they think the spice girls are mm-hmm. so i'm gonna assume after um you know when we get to episode five i'm gonna assume that they're that they'll be gone that's only because they're like rich and probably have better things to do than be on the circle but maybe we get them to the end that'll be fun yeah that's what I was kind of thinking was like okay even if you know like they don't get caught it's like okay do they continue going on and like you keep guessing or like do they reveal themselves after that like does the person that they that got the most guesses that isn't them go home like it'll be interesting to see like kind of what they do with that information yeah I am very interested because I feel like oh wait no I guess they did I guess when when Paul was blocked they did just like the traditional the influence the influencers talk to each other and decide Mm -hmm. who gets blocked right um but I feel like there's going to be more twist in that because like I said in the first season like that's all it was every time yeah um but they'll have more twists in that I think in the first season it was only one only one person yeah I think there was only uh, one influencer just, and they picked wow, if I oh remember God. correctly yeah wow that'd be terrifying I know right you're like oh everybody hates me um so with this show when they have like their I know it can be hard for them probably to like make good television with just a bunch of people sitting in apartments but what do you think about when they have like these quote-unquote parties where it's like you're having a 90s party I know and they like decorate the apartment and give them funny out like would you be into that if you were in the circle okay I have to say watching it from the outside it does sound pretty bizarre but I just think about like, you know, anytime I've accidentally gotten drunk drinking wine by myself, like there is nothing more fun than cutting on some music and just like dancing. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Um, they I definitely think, get into it. Yeah. I think, you know, I'm obviously sober. I would be like, this is fucking weird. But like, you know, after a few glasses of wine, like you get to have the circle chat open. Y'all are chit chatting. You're dancing to want to be by the Spice Girls, not knowing you're dancing with the Spice Girls. It's like, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like if I could have some wine beforehand, I probably would get down with it. Do you think they're allowed to drink? For sure. I think they are. They've got to be. I would think so too, but also I don't know. I'm sure Netflix doesn't want want to make it like blatantly obvious that like, look, these people are drinking by themselves. Well, because you know? I remember in one season that they did like a brunch thing, and I do remember them giving stuff to make mimosas. So like, it okay. might not be like something that they're like. It may be like only when we give it to you, you can do a right. sort of thing, but um. But yeah, I know that they've had alcohol on the show before. Okay. 
Okay, because it's like you have a party, but it's like, you know, what do you do if there maybe is someone in the circle who like isn't isn't that excited to have a 90s party? Um, but you know, you gotta make good TV. So and actually now that you mention it, I feel like when Brew first got to the circle, he like had a glass of champagne. Someone had a glass of champagne or something. Yeah, yeah. Um but yeah, they probably don't want you getting wasted in the apartment, but... Oh, that might be good TV, too. Also, can we talk about how cute the apartments are? I know. And how like cute they decorate everybody's taste. Yeah, and I think it's funny, too, if someone's catfishing, and I feel like the apartment matches the catfish profile yes. more than the person. Like, John is in, like, this, like fully decked out pink like yeah it's very like romantic and like flowers Mm -hmm. I feel like that would be a good way to get you in your in character yes exactly gotta match the theme um what was oh yeah so one of my other favorite things about the circle obviously catfishing is huge Shout out Neve from Catfish. Yes. Catfishing is huge. And that's kind of like, it almost is to the point where it's like, you're not even trying to get popular necessarily. You're trying to just get the catfish out or figure Mm -hmm. out who's a catfish. Right. Um, And what really makes me laugh, and we're really experiencing that now where they left off with the whole Jared thing. Is that, you know, basically everyone's voting for who they think the Spice Girls are. So it's like, basically, who do you think is a catfish? Right. It makes me laugh every time. Like, for example, John, who plays Carol. Someone said Carol was the Spice Girls. Yeah. And you could tell he was upset. And he He said something like, he was like, that makes me really sad. And I'm like, honey, you are. (laughs) You may not be the Spice Girls, but you are one. I know the way that people get so and they're like they think I'm a catfish what it's like, like how what did the you hell? this like what and it's like because you are like I it just is it's the irony of it all that really makes me laugh it's I can see why like it may be offensive if like you are genuinely being yourself yeah and people um, think that yeah which, speaking of which, I need to get your thoughts on our friend Rachel. I have, la- I have lack of thoughts on her, <laughs> if I'm being honest. Because you're avoiding having thoughts, or you just are having trouble forming thoughts about her? I just, I feel really indifferent based on kind of, like, what we've seen so far. Like, she seems fine. I just didn't really get, like, a vibe one way or the other. She is wacky is what she is with her I I get that too yeah with her accordion I'm not really feeling her I like I don't I don't I don't I feel like I wouldn't really like drive with her in real life so I'm not really vibing with her I will say though is that I feel like people are more successful like on this season it would be like Rachel and Yulang where I feel like their personalities are so specific yeah that it's like it's it would be hard for that like I I feel like the way that they present themselves it just seems like it's in such like a curated way because it's authentically them Mm -hmm. that it would be hard for someone to call them a catfish right 
And I think that's like maybe why I feel a little bit like indifferent about her is because it's like, yeah, she is like, she's definitely quirky, like to put it nicely, but I almost feel like they always give you one of those people. So I guess that's why I'm just like, oh, I got to see what she does to decide if I'm like into this or not. Yeah. But just from what I've seen so far, she doesn't seem likable. Yeah. Like I remember last season we got Daniel. He was like the really like wacky young guy, but he was like yes. he became the like skinny yes. one. I loved him, and yeah. at the at the beginning, I was like, this guy's kind of annoying. But then, and then people really liked him, and they'd be like, why do people like Daniel? And then by the end, I was like, I get it. I love Daniel. Like he's I so feel sweet like and that fun. was Chloe too on her season. Like I think a lot of people were like, oh my god, she's so annoying and like so obnoxious. But by the end, like you were just like, oh my god, I love her. Like she's just so cute. Like yeah. that's how I felt about Chloe too. She was one of my favorites. Do you remember the guy last season? I can't remember his name for the life of me, but he he basically was playing himself. But I guess in real life, he like went to MIT and was like a computer scientist or something. But he was really, really good looking. And so all of his pictures were his, but he was playing like a dumbed down version of himself, I guess. Yes, I guess because like he didn't want people to like him for his looks or something. I feel like I vaguely am remembering this. But he like it's like a halfway catfish where it's like it's all of your pictures, but you're pretending to have a different personality. But it just got to the end of it. it like he wasn't he was himself. Yeah. You right. know, like the other catfish are like, OK, how would this person respond? Is he? he was basically himself and then he he tried to do this whole reveal where he was like haha it's like like I actually went to MIT and like I'm an engineer and, and they're like, like okay <laughs> yeah, exactly I will say the most impressive catfish of all time is I wish I could remember his name because I loved him so fucking dearly was this like old like 65 year old gay man <gasps> yes playing this like bisexual 23 year old and yes. everybody loved him yes loved him he made it all the way to the end like people loved him we really got some some lovable people that had been on this show I'm not gonna lie like I really do kind of form attachments to these people like I, don't know. I know I know especially towards the end and like I don't know if maybe you're just like swayed to like certain people because you're yeah. seeing that, that they're popular on the show where it's just like everyone kind of just like uh, but I guess it, I mean it, the correlation makes sense like obviously these are people this is a person that yeah. people naturally are, are like intrigued by and that's why they're popular on the show and that's why you gravitate towards them so it kind of makes sense yeah yeah so by the end it's like oh I just want them like to all win and like split the money so far I'm team Frank yeah I like Frank it'll be interesting to see I mean as of right now I mean there's been like a little bit of drama um there hasn't been a whole lot of backstabbing there's yeah. been a lot of drama because i feel like jared aka the spice girls obviously they're going around telling everybody else that the spice girls are somebody else exactly they're like it's a list that short and spicy isn't that suspicious and they're like oh, right what yeah and they're like, like you really think if it was the spice girls trying to hide that they're the spice girls they would say something like that yeah yeah and then of course Alyssa was so pissed when she was like oh, I can't believe I mean that really does suck for her that yeah, it was and just she's like, like oh my god I just thought about that you're right everybody probably thinks I'm the catfish and yeah they do because Jared is like hey have line. you have you read Alyssa's Alyssa's bio <laughs> right oh my god 
so anyways back to frank i it will be interesting like as the game goes on it like becomes more strategic and um and you know like more backstabbing starts to happen Mm -hmm. it'll be interesting because i don't know i feel like frank is just such a nice guy i can't see it right now but i i mean i guess i could see like a cutthroat side of him where he's like he did say he would throw the whole shade tree (laughs) that's right also i have to mention he's from maryland so i'm kind of like where in maryland frank because i'm trying to be your friend i know i'm trying to hang out yeah right you like in silver springs or well he was wearing a howard university sweatshirt at one point okay so he definitely went to howard and he's like a school counselor isn't that so wholesome yes he really is like and he like he like uh, apparently does like real like modeling like he said he walked on like a red carpet for like you know a fashion event so i'm like okay frank doing the damn thing love that um so yeah i mean i i think just for now we both it sounds like we're both kind of like on team frank but we'll see how things play out yeah i'm not i'm not settling yet we still got lots of things to go through i do kind of like Alyssa too but i don't yeah i feel like she's kind of on the fence so like the way that she's been flirting with jared and also said that she thinks jared is a spice girl so that was a little shady yeah i was like ew girl that's gross (laughs) (laughs) it's like so funny to me like how she keeps saying like i don't know like i understand that she works with a sex therapist and like wants to get into it but i'm like you're the assistant to a sex therapist you are not a sex therapist it is not that interesting and I hate it when people make their profession their entire personality. Oh my gosh, yeah, like she has a fucking vagina pillow, like, come on. Yes, yes. It hasn't really come up much, like, in episode three and four, but it definitely was a topic of conversation in the beginning. Indeed it was, and I was already sick and tired of it. Yeah, but well, I mean, I, I feel like, I feel like I would like her in real life. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see how we'll see how things play out. And as we can tell from the um what's it called? Like the preview at the end of the episode, we have definitely at least two more new players coming in. Yeah. Um, so there is still plenty of time for people to fall in and out of favor. Maybe one of the new people come in and just light the world on fire. Yep. Um, we can anticipate that again, like last season there might be someone who gets blocked who can get reincarnated mm-hmm, as someone mm-hmm. new so we'll see there's a, i can only imagine with this like first twist being so like <laughs> extreme i can only imagine what they're gonna do the rest of the season i know i know are you excited for episode five absolutely I, like you guys like i'm telling you i love the circle like I think it is just like so unique. Mm -hmm. I think it is just like so interesting to watch. And I mean, it really is like almost like a game show about like communicating with humans. Like it really is interesting to like sit and think about like why people are saying certain things and like understanding like, okay, is this person trying to be strategic or like, like even seeing like Parker when she was playing as Paul, like she like, her, her biggest mistake was that her strategicness or strategy was so obvious. Like, yeah, Carol and 
Frank were the first two influencers. What is the first thing she does? Starts a chat with the two of them. Like that is just like so like anybody with a brain could see through that. Like, but when it does genuinely get more like, okay, well, I think that I should say this because then it'll throw them off my track. Like it's just like so interesting to see how you communicate with other people. Yeah. Or like fake interest in someone to get them to like you. Yeah. How like communication can be so manipulative and it's literally just like talking to someone. I don't know. I think it's really interesting, but I also was a communication major. So no, I I think you're totally right. Like I literally wrote down like the show is like a sociologic experiment and the way that they get so serious so quickly and like just actual form real feelings about this show. And like you said, like, they just take it so seriously. And I think that's something else that's kind of unique about it that you just kind of mentioned is like, I think they do a good job of highlighting that like now in this day and age, like I think a lot of older people talk about like how like, oh, you like, you just met this person on the internet. Like Mm -hmm. you don't really know them. Like it is possible with our generation to form genuine wholesome true connections over the internet like Mm -hmm. these people like like we mentioned before we even talked about it like they are still friends to this day from like season one like these connections that they're building are real yeah even their catfish yeah even with the catfish and their gen their connections are so genuine and they realize that they're connecting with a real person that even once they find out that they're catfish like I thought people were going to be mad I thought mm-hmm. that when people found out someone was catfishing, they were going to be pissed and like would be like, I don't even want to sit at this table with you. <laughs> they literally don't even care. They're like, yeah. oh, like, you're just so sweet. I just love talking to you. Like, I don't even care that you lied about who you were. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just so interesting to see. And this is like, what, six weeks, eight weeks? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, maybe even shorter. Exactly. It's just like so interesting to see like how quickly and without even meeting people we can just create these genuine bonds now I know I know because they like by the end they really are just like a little family with the exception I mean like Parker slash Paul no one is really going to be like excited to see her yeah so all right well I'm super excited for episode five it is dropping today May 11th so it's already out right now we haven't watched it yet um but I guess for next week we're planning on doing that would be what episodes five through eight yeah I think so right is that how math works yes yeah well it's a really hard like okay like y'all follow me and why this is confusing because in order to get from five to eight it's technically plus three but it's four episodes so like my brain had to like take a second I was like hold on how is that four episodes I know and I guess we're just so like when you think one through four that's the same but like that just makes more sense in your brain yeah my brain was like hold up hold up hold up (laughs) not adding up here but eight minus five yeah exactly I'm like that's three Uh, no I told I counting is hard I know I'm right there with you um all right well I guess that will do it for this week's episode this has been episode 18 and we will see y'all next week which would be may 18th for episode 19 where we cover the next round of the circle i'm so excited i really am expecting a lot of twists and turns to come our way so i'm looking forward to it 
Me too. Also, um, shout out to you guys for voting for the circle. I love he was hoping you would, but I'm going to be honest. It was not as close in the polls as I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be a pretty tight race and it, it ended up being like, I think like 67, 69% circle. Um, uh, that's surprising to me. I, cause we know how many housewife heads are out there. Exactly. I, I really thought it was going to be close. And like, honestly, I thought like, damn, like I might not even get to talk about the circle. Um, so thank you guys for, you know, being the best fans ever. And it's like, you knew what we wanted to talk about anyway. So it was perfect. You're letting us do what we love to do, which is watch the circle. Yeah, we just like to pretend like you guys get a say. No, I'm just kidding. You actually <laughs> did vote and it actually did win. This is a bureaucracy. <laughs> um, all right, y'all. Well, if you guys want to follow us on Instagram, if you're not already, what the hell are you doing with your life? But we are at a case, the number four, the FBI. And if you want to send us an email, what are your thoughts on the circle? How are you feeling? Do you think that Frank is actually a fraud? Did you actually love Parker and want her to come back? Send us an email, a case, the number four, the FBI at gmail.com. If you listen to us on Spotify, please drop a five-star rating and on Apple Podcasts as well. Um, And on Apple Podcasts, you can even write us a little uh, love note like our good friend Stormy did. So... Stormaloo. So be like Storm Storm and uh, leave us some love. And also just tell your friends about us. If you have other reality junkies out there like us, spread the love. We are more than happy to get more people in the case for the FBI family. Yes. And don't forget to continue sending us like your recommendations about what you guys are watching, what you guys want to hear next. Um, you know, do you want us to hit up the housewives after the circle? Do you want mm-hmm. to go back to true crime? You know, tell us what you're feeling, what you're thinking. Um, yeah, we love to hear from you guys. Especially don't don't sleep on Jen Shaw. Oh, Jen Shaw. We will definitely be doing some Jen Shaw coverage later 100%. in the summer. Yeah, once that case drops, girl, we got intros planned. <laughs> yeah. You guys will get a reprieve from Kardashians, even though we didn't do Kardashians today. We didn't. No office romances on their end. (laughs) Unless you consider Pete and Kim an office romance, kind of. I mean, they did meet at a work site. I mean, I'm saying. Seems to be working out for them okay, but (laughs) I digress. All right, guys. Well, thank you for listening as always. And we hope you enjoyed this week. And we will catch you guys next week. Bye. Bye.